Oh, hey, Ron, listen up. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a great story from uh, Robbie in NYC and an interview with a reluctant plant-based protein enthusiast. I'm Tony Britton, and this is the Dear.com podcast. Yes, welcome to the podcast for our lucky 13th episode. Once again, life has gotten in the way of this little side hustle, so it's a couple of days late, but uh, I think you'll find it's worth the wait. Now, I mentioned the Netflix series The Game Changers last week, and it uh, really has flushed out the vego-vegan enthusiasts uh, out of the woodwork. Drinker, Mel Haley, KC, Cam, to name a few. Now, I'm not sure if I'm entitled to add my name to that list just yet, but... Uh, I'm about to enter week four of this stuff, so uh, just maybe I've earned one stripe at least. And now I am in a bit of a recipe rut, especially around main meals that I uh, feel like you've actually eaten the main meal and not just picked it as salad, because we all know you don't make friends with salad. Now this coming weekend I am spending a long weekend away um, watching the V8 supercars in Newcastle, just north of Sydney with the boys, so uh, I might uh, need to whisper my dinner orders that weekend. Okay, and we're back. In the studio with me now is uh, resident and author, Sterling Britton, who has written a new book, Plant-Based Protein and Me. Sterling, welcome to the studio. Thank you. So tell us, when did you first get interested in uh, pursuing a plant-based diet? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, what brought you to it? The show on Netflix, Game Changers. I recommend that you watch it. Did you watch it? <laughs> you read the review and it changed your life. So what's your favourite recipe so far? What's the favourite plant-based meal you've had? I'll have to think about that. Well, we'll take it on notice. We'll come back to you. So would you call yourself vegetarian, vegan, or just forced to eat whatever Dad's been cooking for you so far? Just forced to eat what what Dad's been cooking for me so far. So what did you have for lunch today? Uh, A burrito, potato on a stick and ice cream. And what was in your burrito? Pork. Pork. So you're lapsed. I'm only half vegetarian. Half vegetarian. Vegetarian when that's all that's put on your plate, right? Yeah. So we had some vegan sausages last night. What do you think of those? Uh, the normal meat ones are probably better, but Woolworths ones are better than the Audi ones. Yeah, so Mum had the Stella McCarthy, McCartney, vegan plant-based sausages from Woolworths, and then we also had the Audi version of the same thing. The Audi ones were probably a bit smooth. They were a bit like a hot dog, really, weren't they? Yeah. Didn't taste like a bit of texture. But the other ones from Woolworths were a bit more crinkly. Yeah. Felt a bit more like a sausage in your mouth. Mm. But, didn't, but both of them didn't quite taste like a normal sausage that you'd normally have. No. But fair to say, with some barbecue sauce and on a slice of white bread, they weren't too terrible. No. No. So, yeah, so anyway, if you're in the market for a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based protein sausage, Audi, not too bad, but if you want to go the gold standard, the Woolies ones, where it's at. 
So have you had a least favourite meal? There's been quite a few things you've just rejected and went nut. Sausages. The ones we just talked about? Yes. No good. So, have you been missing meat? Uh, sometimes I'm missing meat, but most of the time I'm okay. So, early on we had tacos using a plant-based protein mince. What do you think of those? Yeah, they were... They were better than the than beef mints. Really? That was one of the things we disagreed with. You guys all loved it, and I thought it wasn't that good. So that was interesting. So has this plant-based diet had any bad side effects on anyone? <sighs> There's been some uh, windiness around the house. What about your stinky farts? There's quite a few of those early on, and then Mum took up the... Running with it. Hmm. I must say I was particularly bloated last night for no good reason. I guess. Yeah. So along those lines, kombucha, you in or out? You're a fan or not? Um, I'm not really a fan of it, but the watermelon one is okay and also the fizzy... Pear and apple one. Fizzy pear and apple. That just tasted like fizzy pear and apple. Yes. Didn't taste like compost or bacteria. No. No. Some of the other ones do, don't they? Yeah. They'll be grubby. Hmm. So, is there any other crazy food fads that you want to get on board with? Hmm, not really. What do, what do you think about mushrooms? No way. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Terrible. Seafood? Fish hmm. nuggets? Fish fingers, fish and chips maybe, but otherwise not. So we're halfway through term four. That's cool. Leading up to Christmas. So what do we think, about five weeks to go? Is that where we were at? Yeah. Roughly. How's the year been? Um, Some weeks were fun, some weeks were not so fun. Yeah. So what year are you in at school? Year three. So there's some kids probably, or parents of kids from overseas going to hear this. So year three, you are how old? Eight and a half. Yeah, so in the scheme of things, you start kindergarten roughly at age five. Five or four. Yeah, going into five. And then your primary school finishes in year six, and then you're in high school, right? Yes. So different countries will have different versions of that. Um, But here in the ACT, the nation's capital. Of Australia. Yeah, that's what it's like. So speaking of which, you were born in Canberra. Yes. A lot of other people in Australia go, Canberra? What do you think of Canberra? Uh, Better than Sydney, not so busy. Yeah, and we're looking out the studio window here. What can we see? Just... Lots of trees and landscape and... Yeah, and the Brindabella Ranges. Yes. Good place to go running. Mm. Yeah. What else is good about Canberra? Uh, there's lots of um, good, like, walking tracks, camping spots, Cordamau. So 
So we've been camping like 20 minutes from home, haven't we? And we felt like yeah. middle of nowhere because the phone doesn't work. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And you know what I think one of the better things is? What? Questacon. Yeah. Most kids in Australia probably go once in their life on a school excursion. But we used to go every weekend almost. Yeah. Because it's just here, a bit spoiled for choice here in Canberra. Anything else you like about Canberra? Not really. No? No. It's just home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? Well, it's nice to come home. Yeah. Now, we're in New Zealand for the last school holidays. What do you think of New Zealand? First trip there? A bit less busy, and it's pretty much the same as um, Australia, but maybe not so much bushland and lots of farms it? isn't it yeah and it's very wet and dry um not dry there yeah i can't imagine them having a drought anytime soon i think as a drought if it hasn't rained by lunchtime on any given day <laughs> so rotorua what do you think of that place it's stunk there a very small town it was very quiet it was a bit quiet wasn't it i think we were there on a sunday and then a monday yeah. That sound right? Well, Saturday, Sunday, maybe. Hmm, I can't remember. But that's some very tall trees. Yeah. And what do we do with the trees? Uh, Went for a walk through them? Oh, yeah. And we got to walk in the big um, redwood trees from California. Yeah, they were 75 metres tall. Well, the tallest tree was 75 metres yeah. tall. Which is pretty tall for a tree. Hmm. So, topo or topo? Topo. Topo. Speak it like a local, eh? So, we're on the run up to Christmas. For the kids from overseas, do you want to describe what Christmas is like in Australia? Uh, very hot compared to up north of the Northern Hemisphere. Not wearing our coats near the fireplace all day. We're outside in the pool cooking sausages on the barbecue, eating... Too eat. much. Yeah, What probably. sort of food will be on the table? Christmas ham and... Uh, What's Grandma like to cook in the barbecue? Pork? Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Then everyone crowds around a bowl trying to peel some prawns? Yeah. Do you eat the prawns? No. You don't like the smell? I only like to peel them. Yeah, you're good at peeling them. So it's quite a trick. It's just very gross when you find one with poo in it. Hmm. you got to get the poo tube out, don't you? Yeah. Flick it away. So where are we spending Christmas this year? Um, North Rocks. Which is where? In New South Wales. Sydney. Okay, so we're going to Auntie Sarah's house, first time. So last Christmas was at our house, and it was meant to be Nana's Christmas, but we had it here. And I don't know that Nana was too okay with that, but we kind of got through it. So this year's at Auntie Sarah's house, which was normally Grandma's turn at Christmas. And I'm not sure if she was that okay with it moving to Auntie Sarah's, but anyway, it should be fun because Auntie Sarah has a pool. Yeah. Yeah? Uncle Marty's going to drive down from Queensland with Auntie Andra. That's a long drive. It's only 13 hours. 
You'll have to stop for a few cigarettes. Jesus. Yeah. Long bloody way, mate. In the Hyundai. Auntie Andrew's car. Mm. Uncle Marty likes a beer too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it gets a bit silly after a few beers. So Christmas in Australia, you're saying, is hot? Short sleeves? Pool. Pool. Barbecue. Barbecue. What's Santa going to bring you this year? What are you hoping for? For a Nintendo Switch or a Lego. Or a, well, a big spaceship Lego. So, so you're saying Santa's got options? Yes. Well, that's probably good for Santa to know. You'll probably hear it. In, uh... Preferably the Nintendo Switch, but if he gets me the, the Lego, I'm happy as well because they're both pretty expensive. Hmm. $400 Nintendo Switch versus $150 Lego set. Wow. Santa must be rich, is he? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what that is in North Pole dollars. About the same? Probably. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming in and talking to us today, Still, It's been good. Mm-hmm. Okay, come and see what uh, the reason is you can't come in the toy room much anymore. All the gear set up here for the uh, the old podcast. I mentioned before we even pressed record on this, just sort of pretend you're doing this for Geo, so we'll say good day to Geo. Hi. What's your favourite thing about Geo? His big boat. His big boat. I told you not to say that. What about his warm embrace? And his good banter. Is that good too? Yeah. Yep. The boat's better though. Enough for the boat. All right, so thanks, Sterl, for coming in. Uh, for all listeners, look him up, sterlingeatsplants.com. Look out for his new book, Plant Protein Diet for Kids, coming out soon, just in time for Christmas. So see you it's later. just joking, you know. Ah, oh, you're not supposed to say that. He has been wondering what the microphone was for in my uh, study slash his toy room. Uh, I think he did pretty well. What do you reckon? Well, now it's time for the news from this week and uh, lots of birthdays uh, in the past week. So uh, HB to Jane Oxley, Nick Matias, Sharon Price, Susie Rogers-Kalimnios and uh, Andrew George Hilton. Well done, everyone, for being born in the past week. Uh, the D&B Challenge is still running. Uh, can you produce a grander dick and balls through running than Uli? Well, I'll sit down and do some reconnaissance with the street directory this week and see if I can sort something out locally. And I suggest you do the same. Uh, having one person done it is funny. If we're all doing it, hilarious. Let's get into it. Now, the hot weather and fires continue to be a feature of the uh, lead into summer for Australian-based willies. Northern New South Wales and parts of Queensland continue to burn. Half of our uh, local brigades are away fighting those fires. Luckily, Canberra has avoided them for now. Uh, But it's pretty scary scenes. Lots of smoke, lots of dust and no rain. Now, Zrinka and Kev continue their travels through Asia, landing in Vietnam. Apparently, the coffee has uh, been somewhat underwhelming. Strange, I thought uh, they'd inherit a lot of uh, French traits. Maybe the French coffee is no good. I don't drink coffee. Turns out a few other of us don't as well. Don't judge us. Um, but yeah, hope the coffee improves for you or you uh, drinker. Now, the Secret Sanders are all locked in. If you haven't received your Santee name as yet, uh, drop Ariadne a line to get it sorted out. 
now to the uninitiated, if you've drawn someone from outside your homeland, uh, make sure you get something in the post in the next couple of weeks. As uh, we've seen in previous years, late postage could make it more of a secret Valentine's than a secret Santa. Don't miss the boat. Now, as a newsflash, Dawn Bradley is an arsehole. Self-proclaimed arsehole, self-proclaimed, don't at me. She said it herself. Now, quite shout out to uh, Katie Estem Evans. Now, a man and his horse or any animal is a sacred thing, so uh, do keep on smiling, Katie. Uh, we're glad you were able to share that uh, memory with us. Um, and hopefully, get another horse soon. That'd be great. Now, Mel Haley has challenged me to a uh, online review of the Dirty Butcher range of alcoholic kombucha. Now, I promised I will hunt some down. Might need to go to the big green shed, uh, Uncle Dan's. Uh, find it, give it a crack. Now, just wondering if I should do a time-lapse version and see how creative my opinions get after five or six of these. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks, Beebs, for the uh, Okinawan Hotel bathroom photos. Pretty tiny. Uh, and not a video review, but you've uh, somewhat made up for it with your uh, other toilet videos, so good work. Steph Debonardi has uh, sent in her angst of having siblings engaging in FaceTime calls when no one is ready to take it, or if they do initiate it, then they forget they have something else to do in, at the same time. All I can say is people are odd. Now, Louise O'Malley uh, taking a walk down memory lane and dragging out some of her boss's early work with cold chisel. Six o'clock, I'm going down. The coffee's hot and the toast is brown. Hey, street sweeper. Clear my way, sweetheart's breakfast is the best in town. Oh, breakfast at sweetheart's. Now I had to sing that because if I uh, put the song in, Apple Podcasts would find it and send me a nasty letter for not paying royalties to Cold Chisel. So I could probably just write a check to Louise. But uh, anyway, that was breakfast at sweetheart's, a classic Don Walker tune. Uh, sung by Cold Chisel, released back in, ooh, was that, February 79? And recounts the band's times around King's Cross. Uh, pretty sure the Sweetheart's Cafe is long gone. Probably McDonald's now, or something like that. Uh, sorry about the singing. Kel Starr exposing uh, the apparent wisdom of the group by, by asking, uh, why do people lie? And particularly about their age. Well, sage words from most respondents. There was also a little undercurrent running there as well from some of our, uh, our quiet liars. There's a few in our midst. Now Leanne shared something awful from a German talent show. If you missed it, I won't describe it. Just uh, hunt it out yourself and perhaps keep it to yourself. Now, are your Facebook ads age appropriate? Are we all older than our brains think we are? We're all older than uh, Facebook thinks we are. Some interesting examples of Facebook dishing out ads for old people, which of course is none of us. Though Wayne could be moving back in with his mum soon in the over 55 village, so enjoy that, Wayne, and um, I'm sure she'll have you over for tea on a Sunday night. Now, welcome to the world, kid of niece number one for Uli, uh, creating five distinct generations of uh, Kunkel women. Quite the achievement. Uh, few families could uh, boast that, I'm sure. Getting to the end of the week now. Oh, hot off the press, Cam Jandu has smashed his half marrow PB by three minutes. Uh... He's putting it down to his plant-based diet, leaner, meaner, and an obvious springing step. Now, I'm sure my plant-based diet would have me beating my PB on various runs, but I think uh, it's 
can't do all the heavy lifting on its own. Perhaps we need to uh, start training as well. I might give that a try. But anyway, that's the week that was uh, on the page. Sorry about the delay again. And uh, now I'd like to introduce you all to Robbie Mooney, an expat uh, causing havoc in the Big Apple. Take it away, Robbie. Hi, everybody. My name's Robbie, and uh, I'm coming to you from New York. Well, actually, not this weekend. I'm up in Bristol, Rhode Island this weekend, but uh, normally from Manhattan. And for those of you who are running the marathon tomorrow, I would just like to say congratulations. You have a spectacular day for it. It's going to be sunny, cool, perfect, perfect conditions for a run. I've uh, I've seen Uli do it twice. It's been quite amazing watching him come up the street. And uh, anyway, I think you're all mad as hatters for doing it. Completely crazy. I'm not a runner. Barely even walk, actually. Um, so anyway, good luck for tomorrow. Now that having been said, um, I would like to say kudos to Tony for taking all of this on and producing these podcasts every week. Um, it's quite an achievement, and it's really delightful for me to hear all of your stories. A, because I don't really fit into the group. Um, I sort of snuck in the back door. I am actually Ariadna's cousin. And so by marriage, Uli inherited me. So that's how I have ended up here on this page. But what I've really enjoyed most, I think, about all of these podcasts is just hearing the incredible variety of the lives that uh, all of you are living with this one common theme of your love of running. I think it's spectacular. So anyway, having heard the last, uh, what were they, I think were podcast number seven or something, um, everyone's talked about their lives and their basic I guess, family, career, all of that stuff. Uh, I haven't really achieved any of those, what would you call them, lifetime milestones. I didn't get married, I haven't got children, and I don't have a career. So I sort of was reticent to do this podcast, but then Uli texted me last night and said, nah, just tell a day in the life of Robbie's story. So I guess that's what I'm... Hmm, seem to have lost Robbie there. Uh, While the producer gets it back online, if you've been hiding the shadows hoping to avoid your voice on the podcast, then I'm afraid to say, time's up. Time to let your voice out. Tell us a bit about yourself and your town. I bet you're more interesting than you think you are. Okay, it's getting word down the line that Robbie is back on. Robbie, are you there? So my stupid phone cut out. I told the entire story and it's not there. So this is now part deux, the actual story. So what I've chosen is a story about Halloween because I did this many, many Halloweens ago. And because Halloween was just two days ago, it seems like the fitting appropriate time to tell this story. So cast your minds back about 20 years and there I was wandering through the West Village in, uh, in New York and I came across this witchcraft store and it was just 
fascinating in there. They had the most amazing amount of really interesting, really crazy things. But the thing that really piqued my interest was a a love spell. And I happened to have a bit of a crush on somebody at the time, so I thought, well, you know, for $25.99, probably worth investing just to see if I could actually land this person. And on top of it, in the instructions, it did say, at the end of seven days, at the completion of this love spell, you will have the person whom you desire. And then in parentheses, it said, or an acceptable substitute. So I thought, oh, Jesus, six bucks, going for it. So I purchased this box, took it home, and there was a huge amount of things that you had to do on a daily basis. It was a ritual. So the first thing was you had to take this um, candle, which was a wax effigy of a man, and you stuck a pin in the heart, and then you lit the candle, and then you pulled out this um, parchment paper that was housed in some old Hessian sack, and there was a, a feather quill and dragon's blood. And you had to write the person's name in dragon's blood onto the parchment paper while the candle was lit. And then the, the next day you added onto that. So out comes the candle, out comes the parchment paper. You keep writing the person's name down. Now you add in a bunch of incense, which were big round tablets. Then you had to put one in each corner of the room, set fire to them. And they let off this weird kind of stenchy stuff while you were doing incantations of the person's name. And then finally, you had to take a bath in the most disgusting, stinky, bullshit, horrible thing. It smelled like skunk poo. Anyway, I was working in a quite a salubrious nightclub at the time, and everybody was complaining all night long about how bad I smelled. You know, you've got to stop doing this. This is awful. You can't come to work smelling like this. This is hideous. Anyway, it was only for seven days, so I thought, well, bugger them. I'll do it. And uh, anyway, at the end of the seventh day, I was kind of running late for work. And so I thought, oh, got to get this done quickly. So out comes the candle, stick the pin in the heart, light the candle. Out comes the dragon blood, write his name down a bunch of times, throw incense into the corner of the room, set fire to everything. And then finally, I thought, we better go and get in the bath. So while I'm in the bath, in this revolting stench, I start to feel a little bit peculiar. And then I thought, God, there can't be something. Surely there can't be anything to this. Anyway, a little bit later, I thought, well, I better stand up and wash all this crap off. So I'm standing in the shower and now I start to feel really lightheaded, like I'm going to pass out. And I thought, good God, if it's doing this to me, what on earth would it be doing to him? So then I think, oh no, there's something really wrong here. I really don't feel well. And I got out of the shower and I looked down the apartment and the entire apartment is on fire. Flames leaping up everywhere. And black acrid smoke had filled the apartment because I had tossed the, um, I hadn't put the uh, incense out properly and I tossed them into a black plastic garbage bag. So now everything was just black smoke billowing. It was coming out my nose. I was coughing it up into my hand. So now I'm on the floor, dripping wet, naked, crawling towards the back. I opened a window, which was a really stupid idea because the flames just really took off them. Whole apartment's going up and there's nothing I can do about it because I'm about to pass out. And all of a sudden my door gets kicked in by six 
New York firemen who come bursting through the door, all of their equipment and fire hoses and all that kind of stuff, all going straight for the fire except one of them, a really, really good-looking guy, comes running through the flames, comes down, swoops me up in his arms, wraps me in a coat that happened to be laying on my bed and carries me out through the apartment into the street. So just as I'm passing out, I remember thinking to myself, hmm, all right, so there is an acceptable substitute after all. And then I sort of conked out and when I woke up I had oxygen on and I was in the back of an ambulance, still naked, dripping wet, wrapped in my coat. And uh, and so that was probably about the best $26 I've ever spent. So that's the end of my little tale, A Day in the Life of Robbie. There, These kind of things tend to happen fairly frequently with me. So um, anyway, that's my tale and uh, hopefully you all enjoy it. Bye-bye. What a terrific, terrific story, Robbie. You have a real uh, fairy godmother feel about you. Thanks for the contribution. If you're listening to this and know a friend who isn't, then uh, give them a prod. Share the pod. Okay, well, that's it for another week. Have a good one. Be nice to yourself and uh, stay out of the casinos. They're bad news. See you next week.